This is the SFHL Off-Ice Report with your host, Ray Kamfu. Welcome to this post-Thanksgiving edition of the SFHL Off-Ice Report. I am Ray Kamfu, as you know, and we are going to take a trip around the SFHL as we just wrapped up week four in season three. Some dominant teams are starting to arise, some less than dominant teams are starting to stay where they're at. Uh, we also got some trades to talk about, we got post-game interviews, and we may have a Ray Porter or two sneak in. I legitimately don't know. This week's episode is brought to you by Ellerslie Registry, where you can register your car even if you can't register any points. Let's go. Uh, you know, I masturbate a lot. Uh, Looking to, uh, you know, fuck up man rockets right now. Yeah, I'm a huge Richard Nixon fan. I always come first. I have to turn off Pornhub for a bit. Thank you. Fuck you, dick. Open your eyes, man. Chasing after children. I can fit a whole banana down my throat. I know this stuff leaks all the time. Anthony Wynn. Isn't available right now. That's the quote for the week. You know, I fucked the shit out of Mike. Like raw, like dry. SFHL Off-Ice Report. Week 4 wraps up here in the SFHL on Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, yeah, you couldn't ask for too much more out of your games that you had on tap. Uh, you know, quite a few goals in both of them. Uh, the early game saw Death Row take on Man Rockets. Death Row wins that one 6-4. And Rigged would be spanked by VTech 10-5 uh, in that one. Um, hopefully, the members of Rigged uh, got to fill up on uh, lots of turkey because they are not filling up in the win column. Uh, let's go directly to that game and talk to the rigged locker room. Let's go now to uh, defenseman Richard Carboneau following the loss to VTech. Riggs, uh, you know, lost three of its games so far this season. Uh, no wins so far. Um, what did you see out there tonight? I thought we played a good game. Just had some unfortunate bounces. Which, which ones are you talking about in particular? Which of the 10 goals against were the unfortunate bounce? Um, probably about eight of them. <laughs> I'd say I'd say they had about eight lucky goals. They probably should have lost that game. They didn't play very well. We outshot them. They had a few lucky chances and buried their chances. Uh, Burroughs uh, was a bit of a force to deal with tonight. Uh, how, how did you guys uh, find, how did you find his play? I didn't notice him as a force to deal with. I saw him fall two or three times. That's about it. Was does VTech just uh, overpower you with uh, what what they've got for just scoring talent? You know, like they Garb comes up, uh, Burroughs comes up, uh, Leach comes up. You know, like uh, it, what what is it tonight about uh, VTech that they could get ten against? Well, Sumo's been playing three seasons trying to get enough cap space to have a team like this, and he's finally got it, so we'll see how long he can hold on to it. What does Rigged have to do in order to secure a win here? Just keep playing how we're playing. Because it hasn't worked so far. Yeah, well, you know. It's, uh, we're going we're gonna to go the uh, Vegas Golden Knights route and just don't change anything and just keep going. 
It's going to turn around eventually. Uh, Anthony Newman, your uh, general manager, uh, tips in a goal tonight. Uh, what does that do for the morale of the team? I'm not going to lie, I didn't even notice he tipped in a goal. To be honest. Richard Carboneau, Rick Doxy, thank you. A clearly frustrated Richard Carboneau following a 10-5 loss to VTech. Uh, not to say that the loss is the reason for his frustration. The man is just constantly frustrated. Uh, let's go through the score sheet real quickly for rigged Richard Carboneau, Cody Wilde, and Anthony Nguyen all would put up goals. Matt Gagne and Kevin Nguyen would walk away with a goal and an assist with two points on the night. And that would be all that they could muster from the rigged side going to the VTech side of the scoreboard. Garvin Chow, four assists on the night. Brad Burroughs, two goals, two assists, four points. Kev Gangster Chan, one goal, two assists. Jimmy Fung, get this, sit down, four goals, two assists, six point night. Thomas Ma would get two assists on the night. Jordan Leach would score a goal. And Tang Lai and Kevin Tam, both goal and an assist each. A very, very expensive night uh, for VTech. We will have to see uh, what this does for the cap situation for GM Simon Wong. Uh, let's head back now to the VTech locker room and now let's speak with uh, Bradley Burrows of VTech. You know, VTech, uh, as we said before, uh, coming out of the gate on fire. Yeah. Firing on all cylinders, as it were. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Well, Git, for one, he's been a beast for us these last three games. But our D, our D core is just ridiculous. Our forwards are pretty responsible defensively this year. We're just we're playing a full team game, right? We need to we're scoring the goals when we need to score the goals. We're playing D when we need to play D, and uh, right now we're just unstoppable, unstoppable. There was a uh, reaction from the crowd yeah. uh, any time that you were on the ice. Uh, how do you deal with that kind of adversity? I live off of it. It just motivates me. When they jeer me in the crowd like that, and I score those goals, and I lift my stick up over my head, it just makes me full of piss and vinegar. I love it. You've been, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily officially voted, but it seems like it's going that way. You're the bad guy of the SFHL. How do you respond to that type of adversity? It's bullshit. Rodney, he's the worst. If you ever got to know that guy, he's the biggest asshole out there, man. He is just, he's, he's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Once you get to know him, he's new. Once you get to know him, it's just going to be But that's why we work so well together, right? Because we're both big assholes. You need assholes. You need assholes out there. That's why Rodney and I are so great as a, as a line combo, right? So That's right. The human body requires an asshole. That's right. That's right. It's a, you need it, right? Where does all the shit come from? If you don't have an asshole, it just stays in there. Percolates in the belly, gets all rancid, and you die. Right? Without an asshole, we'd all be dead. Brad, what does the team have to do to, one, maintain its momentum, and two, keep itself together? There's a 10-goal explosion from you guys tonight. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. If we keep winning, our cap goes up. Simon's going to have some tough decisions to make, but we're just going to enjoy it for now. You know, we're not going to let off the gas, man. We're a beast. We're unstoppable. Our, our, there's there's not a weakness on this team right now, and it's you know we're gonna ride the wave for as long as we can, man. 
Brad, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Thank you. Brad Burrows of VTech relishing in the early season success that the guys are seeing there. Um, it's hard to argue with results. I, I have to hand them that. It's hard to argue uh, with those kinds of results indeed let's go back to the locker rooms now and back into rigged and let's speak with the ying to the yang that is bradley burrows matt gagne gagne uh three games three losses uh what happened out there tonight yeah it's a bit of a rough start but we're starting to click more i'm finding uh we turned it on at the end of the game there so we just got to do that for, from puck drop what was it like facing off against uh burrows again you know, for a big guy, he falls pretty easily on that uh, penalty I had against him. Uh, the puck was already in the corner, and then uh, he falls about three, four seconds later. I think everyone in the crowd even said that wasn't a penalty. So, yeah. Uh, I hate playing against him. I hate him so much. Uh, what's Rick got to do to uh, catch a win here? Just skate hard from the get-go and stop letting like odd man rushes we've let that happen a couple times bad, a couple bad turnovers in the neutral zone really and then they're, they're going back the other way with skilled players so hard to stop it are you riding home with burrows tonight Negative. <laughs> awesome matt gagne thank you matt gagne trying to stay warm there in siberia they're all actually trying to stay pretty warm trying to stay fairly positive uh there's not much that you can really say about uh going oh and three in the very beginning of your season um it'll be tough to see how they recover uh they did make some trades uh to move some pieces uh just prior to this game um Proved to be a little fruitless, but, uh, you know, small things or small trades here and there might, might make a big difference. They did make another trade this week, and uh, we will cover that coming up. But before we can get to that, let's go back to the VTech locker room. We go from two points for Gagne, and we go to four points for Garvin Chow of VTech. You guys are coming out of the gate uh, literally on fire. Uh, how, how did the game go for you yourself tonight? What did you see on the ice? Um, well, Gid kept us in and at the start. We've been starting slow the last few games, and Gid kept, Gid kept us in it as usual. And, I don't know, we just kept going. Got, got a few, and I think halfway through the game there, we got a pretty big lead. And I think G2, whether he was tired or injured, uh, kind of let up a little bit there. So, tough to see that, but hopefully he's not hurt. Is there uh, any adjustments that you, you guys plan on making uh, for the next week's game coming up, or are you guys just going to keep rolling the way that you're rolling? Keep doing what we're doing. I don't know. I'm not sure who's going to be here and who's not going to be here. I don't even know. I think we play books, so we'll see. they got a couple couple high-end guys that we'll have to watch out for. But. Is there any concern at all in your mind, you know, driving up the score, 10, 10 goals for assists on every single goal is there a concern at all in your mind in your own opinion of uh, potential trades is this this group going to be uh, uh, broken up you know what it's the SFHL there's going to be trades at some point so we'll see I trust I trust our GM and we got like six assistant GMs in here so <laughs> you know you'll, 
you'll have to make trades at some point. It's it's too long of a season. So, uh, word around the league, around all the other teams, is that potentially uh, VTech right now, as it stands, is the best team in the SFHL. How do you respond to that? Well, our record speaks for itself. So. You know, you look at the standing and that's where we stand, but there's good teams on any given night, right? Like, the first week, I think we caught a bit of a break. We were a bit rusty, but Man Rockets was missing three of their top guys, so caught a bit of a break there, and we stuck with it against Death Row, and tonight, well, I didn't have much doubt in my mind. But. Awesome. Thanks so much for the time, Carl. That wraps up the post game for Rigged versus VTech on week four of the SFHL. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll break down the second game of the night, technically the first time-wise, but the second game of the night, and we got some trades to talk about. So we will be right back. The sandwich is back. For those who haven't tasted that crispy chicken on toasted brioche, it's like... Mm, mm, mm. I'm experiencing some things right now. Look at you looking all special. But you won't really get it until you get it. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Hi, I'm Chris Donato. You might know me as, hey, you're not Andre. I provide mortgage services on a personal level. So personal that you might think we're dating. But my initials are KD, not K. Never mind. Mortgages can be confusing and boring, so let's talk player of the month. Every month this season in the SFHL, outstanding players in the league will be recognized for their outstanding play and will be given an outstanding prize. My balls! Each month, the winners will receive a pack of golf balls to do pretty much whatever they want. Hit them, drive them, get them wet, roll them in the sand, give them to your dog. The possibilities are really endless. It's my small way of saying thanks to the men and women playing a sport in the league I'll probably never play in. So remember, when it comes to your next mortgage, let me play with the numbers and you can go play with my balls. Chris Donato Services, he's giving you his balls. Meet Sophia. Hello. And meet Caleb. Hi. They're here today because they are in elite company. Really? That's right. These guys went all of last season without registering a single goal. Wow. That's harsh. Yeah. So while they can't register onto the score sheet, they can register their cars at Ellerslie Registry. They won't tell you you've got no hockey IQ. They won't tell you that your season was a complete bust. And they won't suggest that you quit hockey altogether. I hit a post once. Sure you did, champ. Even if you can't register anything on the ice, you can always register with Ellerslie Registry. This is... Is the SFHL Off Ice Report with your host, Ray Camfu. Let's wrap up our post game coverage as we go now to inside the game analyst RC Robo. This is keeping it raw. It's just Stupid. With RC Robles. It doesn't even make sense. On the SFHL Off-Ice Report. Oh, man, it's always a great pleasure whenever we get to invite a reporter back onto the show. RC, welcome back to the podcast, buddy. How you doing? I'm good, man. I, I just woke up from a nap, so I am feeling actually not too bad right now. <laughs> good, good, good. You, you, sound, uh, you, you sound really uh, clear and like the, your voice is resonating really well. Where are you calling from? 
I'm calling actually from my minivan right now. So my wife is doing some stuff in the house. She's like, if you're going to do something on the, on the podcast or something, go in the car because she's going to too much noise. So I'm like, okay, I'll be in the van right now. So are I'm you, calling you live from my minivan. Are you chilling in the van in the garage? Yeah, man. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I guess you don't have to have it running because it'd be cold outside just to be chilling and talking yeah. about hockey. Don't mind. It's actually pretty comfy. Like I could like sit up on my feet right now if I wanted to. If I had like a TV screen in front of me, it'd be great. <laughs> it's pretty comfy in here. Van life, van life. Okay. Well, um, let's get you back into your house and into your own bed as soon as we can. Um, <laughs> RC, we... Um, we saw it in the first game of the night, uh, Death Row, who's been uh, on a tear. They've been undefeated. They had one overtime loss, which doesn't count as a defeat. Uh, undefeated team, Death Row, uh, going up against Man Rockets. Um, coming into this game, Man Rockets was even on the season, one and one. Um, the game ends up going Death Row's way, 6-4. I think that the score wasn't indicative of how tight that game was. What did you see? You know, I actually agree with you, Ray. So when I was watching that game, um, so Death Row was dominating the first, I would say, maybe mm, 10 minutes of that game. And then after that, Man Rockets took over. Uh, when I say Man Rockets took over, one Man Rocket in my head took over, and that was Andre Donato himself. Um, Mr. Quick Wits, Quick Hands there. Uh, looks like Death Row had no answers for a good chunk of time there whenever he was on the ice. Yeah, that uh, his entire line, uh, Andre with, uh, who was it, Mike Rezik and Dan Kabaroff, they were deadly. They were buzzing all the time. Um, yeah, so that game's super, super tight. Um, you know, you mentioned how it looked like Death Row had taken it, taken it over. And Death Row, so far this season, every game that they've played, they come out and they have rock-solid starts. But... It comes down to just hanging on. And that's what it turned into was a team that was hanging on against Man Rockets. Man Rockets was just coming with a flurry against them. Um, in, uh, with the score being as tight as it was, you know, um, do you think that this was a case of like a lot of important pieces that were missing? You know, we had Nolchin was missing, Calvin was missing, uh, RJ was missing, uh, you know, Kev... Uh, non-gangster, literally shows up uh, as the puck was getting dropped, you know. Uh, Kev Durr was not available for this game, you know. There was a lot of bodies missing. So many bodies um, that uh, Death Row was served a penalty for it. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, do you know about the rule? Do you know what the rule is uh, on yes. the, the, the unsportsmanlike? Yeah, I think it was, I can't remember exactly how many players, I want to say it's you need at least nine or ten or something like that, and then you'll get the unsportsmanlike call against you. So if you don't have those nine or ten players on the bench right at the beginning of the game, then you get that penalty and you start off short, right? Um, unfortunately for Lewis, they called that, I can't remember, it was later in the game, if I remember correctly, it wasn't mm -hmm. right at the beginning. And then, uh, yeah, when you saw Lewis's reaction to that, he was pissed, like he wasn't happy about that penalty, but... Those are the rules, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you are missing those guys, like you look at missing a Noel Chin. So Noel Chin's one of those defensemen you think in your head, like, okay, he's like a good like top five defenseman in the league. Um, Death Row has an abundance of those guys for some reason, just the way that team is drafted right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you see a guy like him or even RJ, like RJ is a great defenseman. Um, I've seen him play too. He's pretty steady back there. So when you're missing those guys, it really is huge. It's a detriment to your team that they didn't show up. Um, and you're hoping that they do show up next time because I think that really evens out your chances against, like, again, an Andre Donato, a Mike Rejek, or a Danny Kabarov, um in the long run.
right? It kind of helps you guys relax, gives you another weapon to use against man rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lewis didn't have access to them. So, yeah, you can see what happens when guys aren't there and aren't playing. <laughs> Is this a testament to just how strong Death Row might be down the road here? Like, putting a full lineup together? Like, they, they've been out without it for the last couple of weeks, and now they're going into a bye. But when they come back, it's, it's expected that they're going to be coming back pretty healthy. They're going to have quite a healthy lineup coming back. Are we going to be seeing a stronger Death Row? You know, I think we won't see a stronger death row, but we'll see a more complete death row, right? You have death row. It's already a balanced team to begin with. That team up and down looks really great. Like even, like you said, even when they're missing some of their main guys, they look like an amazing team already, right? And that's a team playing short. So imagine them playing full lineup, everyone showing up, going all cylinders. That team rivals to me any any team in the league right now, especially even VTech, right? VTech looks good, but Death Row looks even better with the way they're set up when they are actually showing up and they are healthy. Man Rockets make a trade earlier in the week and they, they continue on trading again. Um, Man Rockets, they traded uh, Anthony Guico uh, away to get uh, Francis. And Francis doesn't dress for his first game as a Man Rocket. Um, Surprise, what do you what do you make of the move to bring on Francis? Um, you know what? I could see it as Mikey needs assists off and on the ice, so why not bring in Francis to do that for Mikey, right? Yep. I think that uh, even for Frankie, for Frankie's sake, I think it's a good move for Frankie because now he has guys to pump up his tires to make him feel good, um, to make him feel like he's part of the team. Like I don't know if he actually felt like he was part of... Uh, rigged it all, um, but I think when he's back with Mikey and some of those guys there, it really does help improve his confidence, makes him feel like a new man, a new player. Um, and again, you can't discount that devil factor there with Mikey there. I think that's uh, that really does help with Francis for whatever reason. Don't ask me why, it just makes him feel like a better guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no explaining it. Awesome. RC, thanks so much for the time, buddy. I really appreciate you breaking down that game. We'll chat with you later on. Thanks, Jerry. So there you have it. Those are the games in week four. Uh, Death Row winning against Man Rockets and Rigged continuing their losing streak. Uh, 0-3 losing to VTech. That wraps up week four. Uh, coming up right after this break, we are going to discuss some of the trades that went down uh, last week and this week. Don't go anywhere. I'm Anthony Gigo. I'm the Chief Financial Officer for Automatica Technology Solutions. Well, that's all good and dandy, but what does it mean? Well, it means when you clicked on the link that says Hot Nudes of Armella, and it turns out that it was Rod instead of Rob, Ah! he can help get them off your computer. It means when you need help clearing your Google search history so it doesn't autofill to How to Skate Faster Than Anthony Nguyen, he can help. It means that when you need help managing your cloud storage to ensure that those naked photos of Gid won't randomly appear on your picture slideshow during your child's fourth birthday, he can help. The internet is a scary place. Sort through the filth with Automatica. Sit on back, let me sing you a ditty about two country boys named Jovi and Vinny. Scott. Now these boys were more than just a couple of players. They did math like nerdy 12th graders. When he takes a shot, nobody can stop it. He's the man to call in the event of an audit. Vinny! Vinny. Two 
cops in two years, he's the man you can trust. He'll leave the tax man begging in the dust. New and Scott, LLP. Better than the rest. It's your boy Gid here, and I'm one of the newest reporters for the SFHL Off-Ice Report. If you see me on game days, you probably suck. Welcome to Gid's Scout of the Game. The player that best exemplifies the worst traits of hockey. Don't back check, gout. Lose a face-off, gout. Screen your own goalie, oh, you better believe that's a bad one. Gout. On the ice, in the shower, in the parking lot, nowhere is safe from Gid's Gout. So catch me, like a form of inflammatory arthritis that develops in some people who have high levels of uric acid in the blood every week on the SFHL Off-Ice Report. I'm Gideon Leung, and I'm G-O. Is the SFHL Off Ice Report with your host, Ray Kamfu. A couple of trades went down in the SFHL in the last week or so, uh, rigged being involved in literally all of them. So let's start there. Let's go to Anthony and talk to him about his trades that he made last week. He was unavailable for comment for the JoJo Yatko trade and the uh, Phil Chan trade. But here he is talking about the trade he made last week. We're talking to Anthony Nguyen, GM of Rigged. Uh, you guys just made a splash this week. You traded Francis and you got Anthony Guico in return. Uh, a little bit of uh, salary uh, was moved as well. Can you can you kind of give me the Coles notes of that? Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, no one, no one's really willing to, um, uh, take an uneven trade this early in the season because no one's at the, right at the cap. So the salary, the salary, um, cha- move there was just to even out the trade. Oh, okay. Uh, so you had Francis for three weeks and he didn't, he only played the one game for you. Um, how negative or how toxic was he of a player that you needed to get him out of uh, Siberia as quick as possible? I don't, I don't know if he was uh, toxic. Uh, he's pretty chatty uh, in our chat group. Um, he's pretty chill. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the league has this rule that you can't trade anybody until they play at least one game. So just kind of waiting for that moment. So you've been sitting on this for some time. Oh yeah, I think uh, post post draft, um, Rob approached me. I, it must have been like close to the first week or even the first game. Uh, he already proposed a trade and he wanted Frank. So this trade's already been in the works for at least uh, three to four weeks here. So you, he approaches you and he he wants Francis. I'm sorry, I I, I keep getting hung up on that detail that uh, anybody desperately needs Francis. Um, maybe that's not the point. Um, how did the trade start? Like, uh, what was on the table for Francis? I, I didn't understand it either. Um, Rob, Rob came to the table, um, and he offered me first Nick. And I said, that is the easiest trade I'll make ever. <laughs> uh, so I already, I already, uh, eggplanted that and, uh, uh, he slept on it. So, so it was for Nick McKinnon, Nick McKinnon. Okay. Uh, so obviously, you you go with Anthony Guico instead uh, as your returning player. What happened there? How did it go from Nick to Anthony? So I guess um, so. If if it was just up to Rob, he'd probably pull the trigger. 
Um, but I guess he has a management team now. Um, kind of talked him out of it. Did you feel like you were maybe playing from a position of power when it came to trading Francis? I mean, uh, Rob did not do a very good job of hiding the fact that he really, really wanted Francis. Did you feel like you could have fleeced him for a little bit more? Like maybe you could have pushed it for another week to see what you could have got uh, instead of Anthony? Uh, I don't know if you can have the word fleece and Francis in the same <laughs> trade talk. Um, so I didn't even think of trying to do that. Uh, but he, uh, Anthony Gucco was, wasn't the first. Um, he actually offered me uh, Jaya Tong first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, uh, that was a hard no. So. <laughs> um, Francis uh, gets traded off your team. How did he end up leaving the chat? What, did he, what were his parting words for his teammates? I don't know. Like, so, so I guess uh, just, just before I traded Francis away, um, I actually traded for Kevin Nguyen. Um, and then as he was leaving, um, he said goodbye to everybody, he said good luck, and then he said, fuck you, Kevin. So don't know what's going on there, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awesome. Uh, that's so great. Okay, uh, so you receive Anthony Guico. Uh, where do you plan on inserting him into your lineup? Um, well, he's he's kind of like a utility player. Um, he can play he can play forward, but he can also play defense too. Um, so he, I can really put him anywhere. Um, if if some guys are missing, I can always bring him back. But the key the key part there is now I can bring um, RC up from from D so that he can play some forward. Oh, your high round pick, RC. Yeah, my uh, my third round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get him those third round minutes. Yeah, as I'm just wasting his skill, right? Well, yeah. I I mean, the argument could be made that anybody playing on rig is wasting their skill. <laughs> um, so okay, so this was the big move you decided to make. You go winless in your first two games. You haven't had um, a game go your way yet this season. Uh, so this was the big move to stimulate the team? Yeah, I just thought um, we were a bit flat-footed in the first two games. Um, I mean, we didn't, we didn't lose by much. Uh, I think the first game we lost in the last minute. The second game we outshot um, uh, Jades' team, I think, almost by double. Um, but yet they capitalized on their chances, so that's why they took that win. So I, so I look back on those last two losses. They're not... Uh, they're not big losses to me. Um, it's just it's a game of inches, right? So, um, but there's there's still losses. Yeah, they, yeah, there's still losses. But okay. uh, still, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you realize that because we don't have like a category for moral victories. So, oh yeah, yeah, those don't those don't go uh, and stack in your favor come postseason time. Uh, it's it's still early in the season. I'm not too worried. Okay, awesome, Anthony. Thanks so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. You bet. Take care, buddy. Always nice chatting with Anthony. Um, well, when it's not completely making fun of him, he actually made some pretty solid moves. Um, just to recap the moves that uh, Rig made last week, he moves B over to Book Hockey in exchange for Kev Newen. Uh, more or less a defensive player swap, um, but we will get further comment from him on that. Uh, the trade that he did that we spoke about a lot in detail in that interview was uh, Anthony Guico for Francis. 
um, sending Francis back home to the Man Rockets. Uh, and then the trade that came up uh, earlier this week, we had Jojo Yatko in exchange for Phil Chan. To break down those trades, we went to Man Rockets GM Rob Mella. So the post-Thanksgiving edition of the SFHL Off-Ice Report continues. Joined now by uh, General Manager of... Oh, I almost said rigged. (laughs) Joined now by General Manager of Man Rockets, Rob Mella. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, buddy? Good, good. How's your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was great. No big parties, but I made a turkey for myself, so it was even better. Just for you. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Do you worry at all about maintaining your man rocket uh, physique going into these holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff? Yeah, I'm actually uh, very, very worried, to be honest. (laughs) I I stopped working out completely and... uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, let's say I could be in trouble. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, um, let's get right into it. Uh, last week before, your, before the game in week four, uh, you made a trade uh, to acquire Francis uh, from Rigged Hockey. Um, walk us through what happened there. Where, why was there that need to take Francis and uh, send off Anthony Guico? Uh, it was kind of something that we had uh, in the works for a while. Um, Frank basically all summer was asking to be my AGM and, uh, you know, with, with his cap salary, it was a little, uh, a little tough to swallow. So, uh, my aim was always to get someone else to draft him and eventually trade for him. So at, uh, whatever buck he's at was, was just what was perfect. Nothing on Anthony, but, uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, Frank was begging me all summer. We were golfing all summer in the cart. He was telling me all these moves I shouldn't be making. So, you know, why not try to get this guy? So, sounds like he's forever on my side. <laughs> is this, um, so is this like more of a, a background thing? Like Francis is going to be much more uh, useful as a T, like in behind the scenes as opposed to what he puts out on the ice? Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime you get, Guys thinking, you know, beyond their usual scope of just showing up on Saturday night. Uh, it's always helpful for me. And th- this guy's always been looking at, you know, who we should trade, who we should pick up, who uh, we should cut. Um, and, you know, sometimes we, <laughs> sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't, but I'll kind of take anything that uh, comes my way and, and use it. Did he, did it feel like to you that he was more interested in being a man rocket or not being a member of rigged? Yeah, excellent, excellent point. I think that he was very interested in being a man rocket. Um, I mean, you look at how he was season one. I mean, he's short sample size, how he's been this season, but he played his best hockey that I think we've all ever seen in his life. I think we can agree on that. And uh, yeah, so obviously this is his home and um, let's, let's be honest that uh, that race is still pretty fresh in his mind. Mm -hmm. I think when he's sitting in that locker room and he sees Anthony, uh, his guts probably wrenching. He feels like vomiting when he looks at his face because uh, (laughs) he he beat him and and everybody watched. Right. So uh, yeah. Oh man. Um, so you move out Anthony Guico in this trade. Um, Anthony, was that more of just like, um, 
a pawn needing to move? Like it was, or is this just he's not living up to the expectation of the the man rocket culture? No, nothing at all wrong with Anthony. Uh, great player. Um, I think Anthony's were very well balanced. He's a very defensive player. Uh, yeah, I think we needed we need help on scoring. We need help winning games, and uh, somehow Frank does that. So. <laughs> 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 Unexplainably, he does that. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to your trade that you made this week. Um, you acquire Jojo Yatko uh, for Phil Chan. So um, where did this trade come from? What happened here? Yeah, another trade with Anthony. And uh, this one was actually pushed uh, from him. Uh, this was purely his call, his idea. He reached out to me, said, hey, my team really needs a shake-up. We haven't won yet. Um, I'm going to throw you some offers. Let me see what, what you can do. And, uh, yeah, it's actually a bittersweet letting Phil go. He's a pretty quiet, underrated player, in my opinion. I think uh, I think he's going to help him out a lot. Uh, Jojo, I've known for uh, probably about a decade. Uh, I kind of know what he brings to the table. I know how he plays. I know his style. I know that he can play D when I make him want to and he's got really nice hair yeah uh the flow definitely uh Robbie's still there oh yeah yeah still, okay good uh the flow definitely came up in conversation that uh uh some people are noticing that um you seem to trade based off of looks and 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 body mass index <laughs> did you, you have a comment on that <laughs> Uh, I like to actually hear people elaborate on this. I mean, <laughs> uh, is that a compliment to Frank? You guys think he's pretty sexy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's just roll on. Uh, so you got that. Yeah, <laughs> you get JoJo. Um, you know, you you send out Phil. Um, you know. Phil seemed like he was gelling really, really well there. Uh, why the shakeup? Why, why, why do anything for Anthony? Is this kind of just playing nice for the time that you need them for? Or? Uh, big part of it's salary. Um, again, really liked Phil's game. Really handsome guy too, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I saved $2 million. And uh, as you all know, uh, Keeping your team as long as you can is, is kind of the goal, especially if it's a good one. And uh, any uh, time I can trim, uh, that's going to help me out down the road. Um, one last one. You mentioned that a couple of trades got tossed your way from Anthony because he was looking for a shakeup to get a win. Is there anything that you can elaborate on? Yeah, that's pretty... Let me think here. He definitely, all I'll say is he definitely has a huge huge hard on for RC uh, obviously he drafted him really really high he apparently is the only one that uh, talks in their chat uh, so I guess uh, a little bit of a note to other GMs uh, get ready to refinance your mortgage if you're trying to get uh, RC to your team okay nothing else you can elaborate on no other deals that were in the works uh, no I mean yeah I think uh I did get a couple of other offers. Nothing materialized. Um, uh, Books Camp, I think they're <clears throat> looking to make some moves. I know uh, they're trying to get more on the win column. I mean, sorry, we. I mean, we're one and two. We're below five hundred now. So, anytime you're not winning games, it's it's probably time to make a move. 
But uh, I, I expect actually some of these winning teams to start making deals just because their cap's rising too. So we all know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, any more of a shakeup that you're looking to do? Uh, honestly, I kind of hate trading because uh, I get pretty attached to these guys. And uh, no, I, I kind of hope I don't have to trade for a while. But I mean, if you're if you have if you're forced to make a trade, that also means your team's winning. So yeah, I don't know. Coin toss. Yeah, it's it's a tough call, right? You can either spend your whole season as a loser and be happy, or spend your season as a winner and keep sending people away. It's a tough call. Excellent. Very tough job. Thanks so much for the time, Rob. I really appreciate it, man. We'll see you out on the ice. Thanks, man. Let's go fuck up the man rockets. <laughs> that line is gonna live on for forever. Francis, never change. Please never, never change. Uh, thanks so much for joining me on the SFHL Off-Ice Report. Thanks to uh, all the players for the post-game interviews. Thanks to the GMs for participating, uh, talking about the trades and such. Thanks to Ray Porter RC for um, jumping in and uh, recapping the death row game uh, against Man Rockets for us here. This episode was brought to you by Ellerslie Registry. Remember, stay safe, stay clean, and uh, if you can do all those things, then I guess I'll see you out on the ice.